Welcome to a very special and hopefully better sounding episode of Sequelizers. As you may have guessed, it's our feedback episode. I am one of your hosts, because we're all kind of hosting this week, uh, Jack Chambers. Joining me is Matthew Stockton. Hello. Tom Martin. Hey there. Alec Plowman. Hello. And Stuart Ashen. Hello. Now you can all tell us apart, listeners, because that's <laughs> my gonna, one word hello. That's going to be a thing. We're not a homogenous like bunch of manliness. So it's uh, literally just Alec doing voices most weeks. Well, yeah, this is uh, nobody else has ever actually been at a recording session. I just use everybody else's photos without permission and just ah. throws his voice around in quite a clever way. That's yeah. just Alec being angry about me uploading that picture on Instagram. It just is. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. thanks for that, Matt. It's your face. Sort it Jesus Christ. I mean, my that's some feedback right there. This, Matt. My mum. We're talking. We're talking about feedback, and that was some feedback about Alex's face <laughs> right there. So, uh, yeah, we're going to discuss some listener questions, listener suggestions, and things like that. No kind of talking of actual sequelizing this episode, but we will be back soon for season two, which we'll yeah, get to tuned. at the end of the episode. Let's start off with Twitter, shall we? Mr. Rob Richardson, a friend of mine and co-host of one of my other podcasts, tweeted at us. Here's a first question. You might think this is a bit daft, but I think there's a market for it. Are there any plans to release the full pitches, breakdowns, casting, production of the proposed sequels for each time via a project such as Kickstarter, maybe in a book format? And the answer is yes. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's that one sorted. Thanks for listening, everyone. Yeah, that's it. That's all all the feedback we got. I think, yeah, it's definitely something we would uh, consider doing. I think... We discussed it before, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I think... uh, as we go on, we need to accumulate more pitches before yeah. we can uh, before yeah. we start to Here's think about eight that. Here's eight pages. It's a pamphlet. Um, hang on. <laughs> I seem to remember a seven-page oh, yeah. Alien 3 pitch. <laughs> so no, it's no, at least I seven pages. pages Here's an eight-page. Yeah. It's called Alex Alien 3. Alex yeah. Director's Cut Alien it's 3. Called, it's, a pamphlet, it's a pamphlet called How, How Not to Hawk Alien. <laughs> <laughs> and 20 uh, pages of Hawk Alien drawings. I, I'm never going to live fucking Hawk no, Aliens. No, no, no you're not. No, no, no. Hawk Alien will is, haunt you. According to the feedback, people love Hawk Aliens, so we're in the minority. <laughs> according to this feedback, no. <laughs> no. No one's feeding your back. Oh, you can all fuck off. <laughs> Second question comes from Rob. What movie background do each member of the team have? Exposure to movies, degrees, production, etc. As you'll have an extensive knowledge of not only film, but the workings of film. Well, thank you very much, Robert Richardson. That's very kind of you to say so. It's very kind of you to say that we're all, we're all uh, extensive knowledge in our knowledge. That might not be true. We might just be bluffing. I'm probably the I saw a film once. One of these moving pictures. I did not much care for it. My exposure to films was very violent in an alleyway. I didn't really, you know, want it, but it happened. And, <laughs> and I now feel... you're Batman. And now I'm Batman. <laughs> I, uh, I once, I once exposed film. And, um, <laughs> ah, ruined it. Yeah. What exposed yourself to film? Is that yeah, it? exposed yourself on film and, and ruined it'll it. be on Instagram in five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess we should actually address oh, the question. Let, let, yeah. Let's start with you, Tom. What's your kind of background in film, and uh, why do you know so much about movies? Oh, thank you. So I have been watching films from a very young age. Uh, I got into films because of uh, Empire Strikes Back, and then did A levels in media studies and stuff and then I took a degree uh, in film and television studies at UEA which is how I met Alec um, yeah we were saying earlier that we've known each other for 10 years which is a terrifying thing and then after I graduated I decided that I wanted to make films so much that I didn't care about eating or having a house and decided to instead spend all my money on cameras and set up a production company uh, and then basically seven years later and a lot of 
grinding of uh, <laughs> of crotches, crotches and women. No, a lot of power tools. A lot of grind Why after a lot of hard work. There ain't nothing wrong with a little bump and grind. No, I know there ain't. No, but there's a lot of hard work and I now run a production company and we're quite lucky enough to to, to make a lot of films uh, sort of for various clients and brands across the world. So basically most weeks I'm either in front of a dancing suite or behind a camera or directing or doing something. So it's not kind of the film industry at the very high level, but it's making films uh, branded content, if, if any of you listeners know what that means, which is basically a posh word for kind of like documentaries with a, a logo slapped on the end. So that's kind of my background. So I watch a lot of films, make a lot of films, and I've done so for quite some time. Christ, that was a one breath answer and it was an intense breath. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know all of my breaths are intense, Matt. You should know that. <laughs> we don't bring up the intense breasts or breath, thank you. Intense breasts. Intense breasts. What's that all about? Speaking well, of intense breasts, things. how about you, Matt? Oh. Uh, well, you know, I, I didn't really like socialising or hang out with people, so I would watch films. I enjoy films a lot. I watch a shit ton of films. Then I started reviewing films online and... Uh, then I started making films, and now I'm at the state where I talk about... I, I, yeah, I sort of exist for film, because it's a case of like, hmm, these are interesting stories. My life is a less interesting story. I will just project myself into these stories. Matt is film, therefore he is. Yeah, this is a pretty bad answer. Sorry, sorry, Tom, I mucked your your one breath and then realised my half breath is full of shit. Um, but effectively, yeah, I review films for um, my site. I've done for several publications as well in the past. And uh, we've my friends and I formed a production company and we have made some award-nominated and award-winning things. And yeah, strength to strength. And, and Stockton story. I retain it all, unfortunately. And I will. Uh, the thing is, I will watch any film at least once, and for some reason retain the knowledge. So I do a quiz at the, the, the Cinema City in Norwich, and it's people just say, "How do you know this stuff? Do you like Google it first?" Like, no, I just remember it, and I just double check to make sure I'm right, and I am right. <laughs> <laughs> Always. I like. I've asked like I think we're up to like five, six thousand questions. I've asked. Jesus Christ. And it must be they're not all completely unique, obviously. Um, but yeah, it's quite intense, and they're all online for free. In case you're bored, we can post the link days. in the show notes. Don't do that. I don't want this kind of people. I might do. Mind. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I, I I like I like movies. <laughs> I like to watch Good. them play. Jack, how about you? I'm going to go to you next. I have the least connection to movies of all of us. I think um, I was basically brought on to this project because I know about podcasting <laughs> more than I know about. I films. thought it's because we we like you were our friend. No, oh, not shit. really. I've been I wrong vibe. Sorry, I hadn't met you before we started. Really, and now so we're the best of buddies. You being Matt Stogden. Oh, sorry. Yes, I'm Matt Stogden. I should introduce myself. I've really time. met Stuart or Matt before we started. I'd, I'd known you through like through Tom and Alec and mm. other mutual friends and things like that. But I've known Alec because we're in a band together, as we mentioned, the band Monster City, and knew Tom through Alec, and that was my kind of connection. So, but I don't really have any extensive movie knowledge outside of the fact that I just watch a load of films. I I really maintain that is a good enough background sometimes. People like to get too hung up on, oh, well, I... I um, no, no offense, people who have studied film and stuff like that, but it's like, oh, oh well, you, you can't really comment on films. Like, have you watched a lot of films? Yeah, I watch films. Fuck off, you're fine. Yeah. That's I, good. Like, I'm, I'm the opposite of you guys. I couldn't tell you the first fucking thing about where to place a camera and, oh, we're conveying this emotion because it's shot over this guy's shoulder or whatever. Like, I have no idea about any of that kind of stuff. I just know what I like and what I don't but I think like. That's and the whole point, take, taking Matt's point, is it's a cultural, it's a cultural thing. You know, yeah. that, that's that's the that's the genius should... with films. Is you just also yeah. point out that Jack is a writer. You write comics. That's true. And yeah. So yeah. you, in terms of narrative, you've yeah. got that understanding. Oh yeah, there yeah, yeah. For... There's applicable things you can bring to it. Certainly. Mm. 
I've never written a screenplay though, thank God. I wouldn't dare. <laughs> get I mean, that's, me. a, that's a good segue actually onto, onto into why you should write screenplays. Speaking of people who write screenplays, Stuart Ashen. Yes, uh, I write screenplays uh, for feature films and shorter things. I also act in things. Uh, I produce films because nobody else will. And I also spend a lot of time executive producing, which is a posh way of saying. I make sure everything doesn't go tits up, and I have to find the money. Are you the executive producer of the sequelizers as well? <laughs> I feel like it, because we did. <laughs> I have paid for this magic box, which yeah. is recording us now. Finally. And, yeah, finally. It came with Cubase light. Oh, it God. came with well, grief and ball <laughs> Grief yeah. pain. Which Two hours f- of fuck all is what I can <laughs> 50 gig download and nobody can work out how to use it. Jack is literally an astrophysicist and he couldn't work out the user interface. What a piece of shite. We're not going to be sponsored by Cubase anytime soon. <laughs> yeah. That's for sure. I don't want that so, fucking sponsorship. So if, uh, if Logic Pro are listening, you guys are great. <laughs> you guys are great. We've, had to, we've relied on you for yeah. today. So Alec? Uh, yeah, my... My background um, has kind of been hinted at by Tom, because I like Tom. Uh, <laughs> I like was... Tom a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like you, Alex. I mean, we all <laughs> like Tom, but let's not get crazy. Yeah. I've been uh, yeah watching watching film interest in film since I was a kid, and I went to, uh, I did film studies at UEA as my undergraduate degree, which is where I met Tom. Uh, I then stayed on and did an MA, and then went on to do a PhD, which uh, was... Um, sort of on film because it's uh, about live concert movies and uh, rock documentaries among other things so I did that and then I'm a journalist so I, I do like Matt I do film reviews and film criticism so I've always kept that up um, have dabbled in a little bit of writing some bits mostly to annoy Tom um, but uh, what, hate mail <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah just um, but yeah uh, I, I studied it academically and then do it journalistically so that's and what we're missing here alec is that as the listeners will probably be percolating in their minds does that mean that you are because you've done a phd a doctor of rock T- technically yes that's that's what it says on my business he is card the rock doctor, he's the doctor actually. of rock yeah. doctor rock yeah doc rock doctor rock <laughs> good lord <laughs> Why did you say that? <laughs> For the look on your face. Hell, as you was... flail your eight arms. They sequelize differently from us. They really do sequelize differently from us. Yeah. And the third point from Rob. Which movie or movies do you consider to be the perfect sequel or movie franchise as a whole? And controversially, we're not actually going to address this on this episode. <laughs> yeah, pump your brakes, kid. We've decided that we're going to address this in a... A more long, kind of long-winded way. Rambly, someone yeah, say. Yeah, rambly, extra bonus episode later on down the line. Yeah. So Save instead that. of fixing the bad sequels to good movies, we're going to talk about the best sequels. Maybe even some good sequels to bad movies. Yeah. And mm-hmm. spin it around. Mm-hmm. Spin it around. Yeah. Keep things fresh. But really get into the, the heart of why sequels work when why they do work. The ones that yes. work do work and things like that. Because exactly. we're, yeah. we're very good at identifying why they don't work. Mm. But um, yeah. Like, like the term... It's the aliens of blah blah blah. Yeah. Then why does why that does work? Aliens why is aliens work? work? Yeah. And as we've hinted at before, the interesting thing with aliens is it works for the reasons that people don't often identify mm. it. Mm. Yeah. For and work. then can't replicate for some reason. Yeah. And then try to replicate us really badly. But that's for later. Another, yes. another day. Well, spin off. Yeah. This next bit of feedback comes from Facebook, and it's from Kyle Simonite. We had a laugh at your name, but not in a mean way. Um, because it sounds biblical. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's like Carl Simonite from the Bible. Or from DC Comics, we can't decide. Yeah. So uh, Kyle says, 
Don't know if this is the right place, but for series two, season two, if you insist, we, we do. do. We do. We do. We do. Yeah. Can you do a brief recap of the original plot before you say what's going wrong with it? Some of the films I haven't actually seen, so it's not always easy to understand why it's pants or what you've changed. I still listen to everyone, but it would allow for better understanding to some of us heathens. Other than that, love the show. Thanks, Kyle. It's a good suggestion, actually, because technically speaking, we obviously would encourage you to watch the film first, uh, ideally, because then you will get the nuances, but also we're encouraging you to do something quite painful. Yeah. Yeah. I do feel sorry for anyone who went and watched Exorcist 2 because of I us. mean, there is Wikipedia like synopsis. Like, just, this is true. Just, just this is true. Wikipedia synopsisize that shit. And, and as then, well, uh, there is the pause button. So you could say, oh, hang on, hang on, pause. Then read Wikipedia, come back. On you your could. phone, you can often do both. Yeah. Oh. Have a podcast playing and read things Good at God. the same time. This era of modern technology we live in. What if you have like an iPad propped up against the sink and you're in the shower and you can't get out in time to this? I guess for um, commuter people, this is more of a, an issue though. People listening on the on the bus. Oh, or yeah, people are downloading and have any down uh, yeah. Wi-Fi. Yeah. Tram. Yeah. Tram. Some trendy things. Shout out to the tram boys out there. We love the tram boys. People, people listening on the Zeppelin or whatever. Norwich is a derivative town thank you very much <laughs> <laughs> Ipswich to the tractor boys yeah. we're the dirigible men <laughs> yeah so that's that's a good bit of feedback we will possibly take it on board we're not sure yet to be honest because um, I think it depends on runtime. the last thing you'd want is 20 minutes of introduction followed by then finally getting to the show it's yeah. like when you see anything on uh, well not anything on YouTube but a lot of things on YouTube where it's like get to the point not a five minute introduction kind of thing our next uh, our next comment comes from SoundCloud and just comes from Sebastian I'm imagining you're French. If not, you have a nice French name. Um, Technically speaking... It has an accent. It has an accent. Well, this so, yeah. is what I'm imagining why he's French. If you're not French, write in and tell us. I'm imagining that he's a small singing crab. <laughs> that could just be me. So he says to us, he writes in and says, Catching up a bit late, I would appreciate if you could repeat some of the names when everyone is laughing a lot, as I could not always catch them. Also, I think it's really great when there is a bit of background to the previous projects that some of the cast or production members, as it makes the podcast not only funny but informative. Otherwise, great work as always, and awaiting more. Well, thank you very much for that, Sebastian. I'm assuming you mean repeating the names of like the cast members as opposed to us laughing and then just go, saying our name to make sure that you knew who was laughing. <laughs> so, ha ha ha, Tom. Um, but, um, but, this I mean, we, was Tom speaking. We could we could instigate that if you like. Um, but jokes aside, that's hopefully going to be fixed by the mics. Always try and put a little bit of extra sort of background knowledge into it. As Matt has alluded to, he is a font of movie knowledge, so we always tend to. Dip into that. Dip into that kind of <laughs> yeah thing I, quite a lot. I especially do research like before we go in, like understanding how to pronounce um, Jeannot Schwark's name <laughs> before we start discussing that ridiculous, ridiculous movie. And yeah. yeah, it's it's having that kind of extra knowledge in there. I don't know if we want to go full like edutainment style. Like no. it's difficult because especially when you have got someone who isn't known for another ten years or something, and then you feel you want to go. Okay, then when they eventually go and become this person, or more accurately, it's you know, um, Gary Busey, but he wasn't mental at that point. Well, he was, but not that <laughs> mental, that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, I think, I think but, but like everything, as long as it doesn't affect the runtime, I think we're happy to give a bit more yeah. fleshing yeah. out. I like those moments where you get kind of, oh shit, it's that guy from that thing, yeah. right? I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, yeah. So this is the first piece of feedback we ever got for sequelizers from Mr. John Hayton. We'd like to thank you for writing in because this was bloody brilliant. It might be the first and the best. Yeah. yeah. Just not, yeah, yeah. To, not to blow our load early, but this yeah, is yeah. ridiculous. And, and thanks to everybody else that uh, submitted feedback because it's been great. But John Hayton, you knocked it out of the park, mate. So uh, John, John Hayton sent us in a message saying... How do we go about putting a team together to appear on the secret? You you don't. You, you don't. Yeah. You don't. I'm really sorry, but 
that the sequelizer is an exclusive club that we have a very small room and a box door and a, and, a, and the door opens and people are braying there trying to get in we're like get away get away you can't be on the sequelizers we've worked hard and all these fucking wires and you just can't come <laughs> it in looks like, it looks, get out it looks like a rat king is in the middle of our, the living room <laughs> oh that ah, sounds like a callback to season to one if you know what it is write in and uh, we'll, we'll just we give you a pat on the back I'm like, Bob, I'm yeah. patting people's backs oh. yeah it's fair to say that between the street sharks and the the Frampton Heights, <laughs> the Frampton Heights, the Framptonites, um, we're, we're a full house, but we uh, would <laughs> of manliness. Like what? What yes. kind of what are we addressing? Yes, here? we're a full house of manly man. We've actually had that request from a few other people, but no, it's the five of us. Fuck yeah. off. Yeah, I guess as his audition for Sequelizers. John Hayton sent in an incredible pitch mm. that I think it seems only fair that I read in full. True, I think it's fair. brilliant. I would, yes, I would say, though, that the reason we work in pairs is so, let's call it what it is, a John Hayton can't, <laughs> can't happen John, again. Can we please instigate a John Hayton being yeah. like... So whenever one of the team members sort of strong arms and says, I've gone mental, we're going to have this now, it's called a John Hayton from now on. Yeah. <laughs> or an Alec Plowman. It was called it an Alec Plowman. The Hawk Aliens is now <laughs> a John Hayton. <laughs> We need to stop hating on hating. This is crazy. But um, come on, anyway. Uh, so, have listened to the first podcast. This is Jaws two for all of those of you keeping score, and enjoyed it a lot. But thought that the proposed sequels were way too Spielberg. He clearly would never come back to the franchise, and could have done with more lateral thinking. Mm. Surely. A Jaws sequel could have been snapped up by Irwin Allen with Charlton Heston as head of security <laughs> at an exclusive Florida Keys resort built on concrete stilts in the ocean with Elizabeth Taylor as the reclusive star moving into a penthouse, Gene Kelly as the head of entertainment, Richard Roundtree as... <laughs> I love that job title, head, head of, of entertainment. entertainment. <laughs> it's a nebulous job title. Yeah. And a one that only Gene Kelly could do. Um, <laughs> Richard Roundtree as head of operations management. Michael York as a journalist covering the opening. Jacqueline Bissett? Is that how we decided it was pronounced? We decided it was bidet. <laughs> <laughs> we had a lot of we had a lot of ones because of pronunciation. I remember her from Bullet and I'm thinking, oh yeah, at no point does anyone say her fucking name. Right. But then people say Gal Gadot and she says Gal Gadot. So... She's not going to tell right. us what it is, so we're we'll say go, Bissett. We're going to go Jacqueline Bissett as the school teacher of a group of disadvantaged orphans who have won the trip of a lifetime to see the resort open, and Richard Benjamin as the shady head of engineering company who built the resort and who has used inferior concrete <laughs> in construction. I love oh. that. Can I just say, uh, can I just say, John John Hayden, that the uh, the inclusion of inferior concrete in your pitch has immediately <laughs> endeared it to me. That is a major. But I mean, inferior do you have concrete. like a past history of inferior concrete? <laughs> no, no. I just love. <laughs> I just love smoldering rubble. Damn it! I just love. I don't know why it tickles me, but it just inferior yeah. concrete is a plot device. I, I can't hilarious. not hit, think of the film Lock with Tom Hardy, where he yeah. just talks about concrete yeah. in a oh, Welsh accent. Oh, oh yeah, oh, God. The concrete has to be perfect. If it doesn't set, my building would crack. It's like, <laughs> thank you, Tom. I like that film though. That Sorry. Was, anyway, that was quite a good Welsh accent as well. Oh yeah, coming from the Welsh. Sorry, thank you. The Welshman who sounds nothing like a Welshman. And now, a tropical storm is going to hit. And as visiting marine biology guest lecturer Dr. Hooper, Richard Dreyfus, explains, bringing a terrifying giant shark out of the deep water to feast on the guests as the structure collapses. I like to let the, at this point that all three teams, even though you're not a team, John, sorry, you're not a team, brought back Dreyfus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Dreyfus yeah. has to come back. That's obviously the right move yeah, to yeah, make. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. the right move. Yeah. Highlights. 
Jacqueline Bissett in a soaked through school teacher outfit. Pitching that to the board of executives. Spare us your fantasies, John. Isn't that in, like, again, the the, the Peter Jackson King Kong? Any boobies in it? (laughs) (laughs) It's like, what? It's a booby picture. Gene Kelly doing a morale-boosting tap dance routine to soap guests <laughs> and then being eaten by a shark. <laughs> Immediately, like Samuel L. Jackson in like the no, Deep Blue Sea. sea. Yeah, yeah, Deep Blue Sea style. Richard Roundtree on an inflatable dinghy <laughs> full of orphans. <laughs> an inflatable dinghy full of orphans. Correct. Yeah. Carry on. Kicking a shark in the face. <laughs> Heston versus shark. <laughs> That's all you need. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's the log line. Basically, Grand Hotel meets the towering inferno with a massive shark. What do you think? I think you I should mean... probably be in prison, but we did laugh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm yeah. Like, it, it, it's, yeah, I'm not sure if it's the ramblings of a genius or don't, a uh, Don't call us. And we'll we won't call, call you. you. No, we won't call you. That's yeah. the whole point. No, it's, it's, uh, very, it's very unique. <laughs> it's definitely not Spielberg. And <laughs> I, I have a question about why... On a on a on a luxury resort, why the fuck Richard Dreyfus would be like a visiting marine biology? Like any, you know, like I don't, I'd imagine. I mean, I've never been rich enough to afford a cruise, but I'd imagine like you're on a cruise. I've been and, on like, a cruise. Oh, oh wow, oh Doris, you want to go see this visiting? <laughs> Doris is my grandmother that I'm on the cruise with in this fantasy. And there's a visited a visited marine biology guest lecture from Doctor Who. Why would you want that on a luxury it's, resort? Um, surely you want dancing that girls, seems right? Like, a, surely you want dancing <laughs> girls? I don't know. Like, I've never been on hell. a fucking cruise. I can tell, if you're mate, on I the ocean, tell. you do want a fucking marine biologist oh, telling you stuff. to protect you from the fucking shark. No, it's like when you go I around think... the castle, you want an expert on the castle telling you about the castle. Yeah. Oh, come on, but that's like a... <laughs> um, dancing girls it's like in the a, castle. It's like a 70s movie thing, though, isn't it? That kind of disaster well, movie. Is, look, no. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on, shark. Name, name a 70s movie. No, but it, it's like that bit in The Godfather where the expert on the mafia comes and talks to the mafia about yeah. the mafia. Yeah. Um, but no, that, that, <laughs> it's a, it just, that, that to me felt like it fit with the... Uh, Towering Inferno vibe. No, but jokes aside, that was that was that's taking some effort, and like it's really made us laugh. This is the yeah. second time we've read through it, and it's still funny. So yeah, yeah. here's one from Federico Venegas. Now that is a quality name. Reference to RoboCop Two. <laughs> it just begins. No, it's <laughs> a good start. <laughs> I think he's just just watched RoboCop Two, and he's pointing at the television. No, no. <laughs> what was that thing with a kid? It was weird. Why no. is Apex Twin at the end? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Ultra Police did the aliens to Robocop's alien. Oh, that's us, isn't it? Yes, we kind of yeah. did. Uh, did yeah. do that, yeah. OCP just stole dread. I mean, if you're going to... Oh, oh, oh. First of all, technically, both us and dread stole Die Hard, so fuck <laughs> you. Yeah. Carry on. Uh, having a literal hostile takeover would be the Terminator 2 of the series. Not sure I'm not sure what that means. Reference to. Sure no, that means. I'm not, not getting that one. Also, the only reason to go smaller is artistic... Or a smaller budget. OCP had I, neither constraint. I'd just like Hang to address on. the fact that, art, like, what, in what world is artistic a constraint? A constraint yeah. So, yeah. What? Because, like, that isn't. You didn't have art. You didn't, yeah, no. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I mean so, I'll, I'll be honest. And the producers with you. will remove your art yeah. from this. That's yeah, probably happened, like, actually. But. Like, um, no, no, artistic is not being a constraint. Artistic is being artistic. Artistic I, life. I just, yeah. I think, I'm sure you're a really nice guy, Federico, but I disagree. I think ultimately um, everyone gets something different out of each episode and that's totally cool and it is nice that uh, I think ultimately that no one's gone that's the worst pitch I've ever heard no which is very nice both films we pitch are arguably in in our opinion hopefully yours as well 
dear listeners, um, is better than what was produced in film form. So yeah. we have, between us, produced something better. The fact you don't like our stuff, you can fuck your own face. But, <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's that my opinion. I'm trying. <laughs> We've all tried, man. If you can do that, uh, we'll be having a special feedback episode. The only reason to go yeah. smaller is because you can't fucking... <laughs> 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 fucking hell. What artistic invention. Yeah, that is not... The thing is, is he trying to get at the fact that if you released a film that's felt smaller than the first one to fail? a general audience at, at the, uh, <laughs> of the cinema, would it then fail? But it doesn't matter, because we haven't got to sell these films. We've no. just got to make good ones. I think that's a point that someone makes later, so we'll come back to that later. Next up from Tyler Rogers. This is probably the most like unanimously positive feedback. Which is I very like nice. him already. Exactly. I like that Tyler. Hi, guys. Just wanted to say that I love this podcast. I've been watching Stuart since forever. And as soon as he announced this, I was excited. <laughs> on, on YouTube or just in general? That's slightly worried. With binoculars now. through the window. window. Yeah. And let me tell you, this podcast has lived up to the hype. Of which there was no hype. I mean, I'm really glad that you remember. I suppose that there was hype technically, when you press the link, there is a second before it starts, like, <gasps> and then it begins. And then, and then it slow assurance. <laughs> <laughs> you cardiac arrest. Someone's got to use Will fuck your bandwidth <laughs> and your face. This has got so out of hand. Yeah, the teams are great. The hosting is fantastic, and some of the plots are hysterical. Seriously, guys, don't change a thing. Can't wait for season two. I like this. This guy. is a awesome. problem because we have been told to change everything and change nothing. What do we do, people? <laughs> we've tell us. to the internet. We've, we've compromised and we've changed something. Some yes. we've, we've replaced Jack with a B. B won't face The B will not face the mic the entire time. The B is a problem. The B yeah. also wants to sting us, but he knows he'll die. But he really wants to sting us. But there's, which one? There's an existential kind of crisis that he's having that I'd imagine all bees have. I want the to only punish them for their terrible sequels, but if I do that, <laughs> I will die. The only reason to go for a, uh, a small bee is if you want to be artistic. This next bit of feedback comes from Paul. I want to say Grelish or Grealish. I'd I apologize. Say, I'd say Grealish. Grealish. Yeah. I apologize for oh, mispronouncing your name, Paul Grundy. Hi guys. Um, I'm a huge fan of the show. Good, that's that's really good. We've um, got a few now. It seems mm. that's quite that's quite rewarding for us. Uh, there are many inverted commas fix this movie podcasts out there. I there must are. admit, we didn't do any research. <laughs> no, turns out there are fucking millions. We also maintain mm. there are a lot of comics out there, and people want to go, oh shit, there's a Superman comic out there. Well, I don't need to write any more comics, so we'll just keep making our podcast. If you keep listening. And then, and then even then we I might don't just give do a fuck anyway. if they're listening I'm going to keep doing this because I have fun doing it right yeah but your panel show approach stops it from devolving into a wandering round table where two of the hosts actually think Jurassic Park 2 is better than the original or whatever and then in parentheses that sounds like a very specific reference it's it really <laughs> I, I feel that's a that's a personal problem Paul um but thanks for sharing. In parentheses, it says, um, I stopped listening to one podcast when one of the hosts said the ending of the Hobbit mo- movies made him cry. That's fair. Yeah, That's but that was response. joy because he knew he'd have to never watch yeah. another <laughs> those goddamn so Hobbit movies. painful getting through it all. The only suggestion I can make is that you limit the scope of your changes somewhat. This is a controversial suggestion, but mm. I'll continue. Mm. So that you have to work with the same release date, budget, etc. Thus, Highlander 2, shudder. It's written. Has to come out in 1991. You probably have to cast Christopher Lambert. Fucking hell. Awesome parentheses. And you probably can't hire David Fincher. That's definitely for you, Tom. Mm. Because he's likely knee-deep in Alien 3, trying to convince the studio that hiring the cream of British acting talent and using them as extras is a fucking awful idea. 
I feel like narrowing the scope a bit makes it more interesting, but then I'm not the one who would have to fuck about on IMDb all day trying to find a viable cast who weren't working on other shit during my fake pre-production. As you can see, I was the child on the sidelines of the fun and games muttering about how rules help to control the fun. (laughs) Keep up the good work, Paul. So yeah, no. The the interesting thing you've... You've You've gone full circle. You've You've answered your own question as to why we can't do that, because it would make what is already quite a laborious process even more laborious, and also less fun because I want to put David Fincher in everything so that's that's that, why that's my that whole thing that feedback was basically you guys are having too much fun have less fun do more research less fun there's a, there's a valid point there somewhere though I think yeah. that the, but you know we're not making it outside the. but then to be fair we don't say we're gonna bring Stanley fucking Kubrick on board to direct Alien 3 although that would have been good I think what's yep. um, what's interesting about this as well from a creative standpoint is I think some of these films shouldn't have been made at the time they were made. Anyway. Oh yeah, definitely. That's a very good that point. is part yeah, of the yeah. problem. Too many things are rushed through, yeah. Yeah. And actually with some things, like like with Jaws 2, I think uh, for us it was like we, we kind of struggled getting there. You guys got there, which was awesome. But that's just it. I think having that freedom allows you to do complete, tell completely different kinds of stories as well. Mm. Which... As much as Independence Day Resurgence is dog shit, um, <laughs> it did have a really good platform to say, well, 20 years later, but let's do this. I mean, we've got people who were and watching actually set young. it 20 years later. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, really yeah, clever. Yeah. And you have a great opportunity mm. that they pissed into the wind. I think also some of my favorite sequels have, have done that. Have A considerable amount of time has elapsed. Um I'd point out the the latest Star Wars, uh, not the latest one, um, Episode Seven, for example, is, oh, is a great yeah. film where um, you because you get to move characters on. That's the other the the fun thing about setting it a long time later, for example, yeah. is uh, that you get to you get to move characters on, have things happen, and you get to play with a, a slightly different in a slightly different ballpark. So uh, yeah, I I take I take the point, but I think as we've said in practical terms i think it'd be very difficult for us to, to yeah do. you'd also have a moment where you're saying well again it's the classic phrase there on the on the actual advice from paul uh which is go with who's available at the time who isn't bogged down other stuff it's like well then you get into very interesting things because obviously if things are released in certain years that doesn't mean it's filmed in that no, year and, and actually you'd have to do loads of mountains of really of uh, pre-production research into like mm. well actually he was actually on this film and then he was on reshoots at this point yeah. and it gets quite it's it's out fincher was on holiday in spain for three weeks <laughs> yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. In in October October of making fucked with him so much <laughs> yeah it's it's the fantasy sport mindset of how much do you limit it and how much inverted commas fantasy goes into it so the idea that it's like oh we we cast um say like natalie portman in something it's like oh yeah she wasn't actually in enough stuff or, or again carrie ann moss in our, in our alien pitch it's the idea of oh would she be big enough to be in this film it's like well arguably there's no way to tell so we just say yes <laughs> yes she <laughs> was and yes well, well think- not everything otherwise you end up no. with madness I think there is an element of self-regulation for us that goes on as well when we, we do come up with quite. these yeah. things yeah. because we do try and keep it realistic up to a point. Um, mm. And then not... Peter Frampton comes along. Yeah, and then <laughs> <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean 2 notwithstanding, we do try and keep it within the realms well, of We say that, we were laughing about Peter Frampton, then a short time after recording that, Fuck it was revealed yeah. that Paul McCartney was in the new he actual He was terrible run. in it as well. Keith Richards and Paul McCartney are actually in real Pirates yeah, of the yeah. Caribbean movies. So again, this is the thing, what so we suggest maybe... Yeah, I mean, Hashtag what's... why not Frampton. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag justice for Frampton. Yeah. <laughs> This next piece of feedback is from Jake Mooney, and he says, Hi, Sequelizers. I really love your podcast. It's Hello. Un- Hello. Thanks, Matt. It's something I look forward to because the idea is original, and I can feel the passion and love of films with everyone involved. Thank you for making some sweet content. 
You mentioned you have a feedback episode coming up, so here I am submitting some feedback. We do. It's we now. do, and this is it's it. Yay. But thanks, because we, we, we all love our podcast jobs. So one thing I would love to see happen is a brief summary of the original film that is being sequelized for listeners that may have forgotten the plot or may not have seen the film at all. In the same vein, would it be worthwhile to summarize the original sequel and perhaps explain where it went wrong? Which we've covered. Which we've covered. My second piece of feedback would be to not have everyone talking at once so much. Microphone problems aside, it can be difficult to make out all of the things being said when there is a lot going on. Perhaps you could allow each That's an team... interesting thing to say to me. Yeah, I was thinking about that. <laughs> man. The thing is, something you can carry on talking and me talking might make a difference. Because no, we have this new mic set up. We, yeah, but still. Um, perhaps you could allow each team a two-minute rebuttal before moving into a more structured breakdown of the team's story. I would also recommend a round-based score system where Jack could score the team's stories based on originality, character motivation, potential profit, etc. before then making a final decision. Adding some structure to the format may help to... Uh, adding some structure to the format may help to keep listeners engaged, especially if the sequel is to a film they do not know. Once again, thank you, and he's written thank you in capital letters, for making this top podcast. I genuinely appreciate the time and effort each of you take to basically write and create an original screenplay every two weeks, or faster. Little look behind the scenes yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it's done on the way on to the, the way. <laughs> We only um, do a synopsis. Have you guys been doing full screenplays? Yeah. <laughs> and um, it. Yeah. He also says, keep up the good work, and then... Quite interestingly, because I, I quite like Jake up until this point, and then he adds something on the end of his letter that makes me and Matt in particular love him even more. Hashtag Street Sharks Forever. Mm. So, uh, you Bonst. know, with this, that's in the piece of feedback that we need to address into itself. At no point trending hashtag of Street Sharks Forever. <laughs> hey, hey, Jack, we could get that shit trending if we wanted to. Yeah, um, um, that's specifically our episode three. To address that, to address the kind of, obviously, the microphone stuff, hopefully, hopefully that's job done. That's fixed now. That's fixed hopefully, now. Yeah. Alex, talk at the same time as me. Each, each sequelizer has their own individual microphone. I know. So you can listen to us in beautiful 24 bit, 48 kilohertz audio. Each more Words. microphone than the last. <laughs> <laughs> Compounding, echoing, echoing, echoing. So, um, so you obviously mentioned Jake the rebuttals. I guess that's kind of a Jack kind of like thing to answer because he's the host. So, Jack goes, like, nope, moves on. What do you what do you think about that, Jack? Um, I don't know. I think adding more structure and things like that again feel like we're going to get bogged down. Yeah. Kind of with a similar question earlier of it's going to make it less fun for yeah. us. We've I had think. a lot of conversations before uh, we actually started recording this about structure um, and things. We actually and we changed it. We changed it season up. after we had a discussion, didn't we? Yeah. Those. What do you guys think about the rebuttal? Thing? I must admit, I think it's an interesting thing. The problem is, as we addressed when we were doing, I think it was episode four, Exorcist two, and we were saying the problem is that while we like certain bits of other people's pictures, you have to address it like a lawyer's argument where you can't give way. So if I like a certain thing about the. Um, other team's pitch I can't just say that's good because it's like oh no it weakens our own argument shit I better just say I fucking hate it and it's terrible and I'll be the end we're like well Matt just said there was really good and you know that was it so yeah that's, that's there, all Matt you made the, the point yeah. Yeah. so it, it becomes really difficult because I love that it does change because you know it's a very different um, thing where we actually start engaging a bit more and it um the rebuttal okay put it this way if unless you're incredibly cruel and possibly a little horrible um no one's gonna say yeah my child's shit I made this thing and I fucking hate it. <laughs> but your child's amazing. Actually, actually, from what I understand of parents, that's how our parents talk. Why is your child amazing? My one's shit. Um, but um, no, yeah, the idea, you think this, you create this thing, you're not going to have an opinion of like, even if you genuinely like the other thing, you're not going to sacrifice your own, it's a self-preservation mindset and it completely skews your view. So I think rebuttaling is interesting, but mostly that's why we sort of leave it to Jack. We, we do actually may not notice we stop have a conversation with jack saying jack we had these thoughts and yeah spoilers behind the scenes yeah so basically we we um 
the idea is good, arguably, but as uh, Jack said, it adds a lot of structure to something that flows nicely. So I think effectively, much like the, what was the other one that was in the rebuttal thing and something else? A sort of uh, round-based scoring system. Yeah, again, that limits Jack into, like, again, the profit thing is a really interesting thing, because technically speaking, if you're making a film for profit, fuck you. Yeah, but it's the whole thing of, well, I mean, Hollywood is, as we learned it's, at it's university, an industry. It's, the, it's the commercial aesthetic, yeah. which is a bizarre concept unto itself. But yeah, I there's, mean, there's absolutely no way Jack could make any call as to potential profit. Yeah, of a I pitch. do have that sports almanac that might come <laughs> <laughs> You dirty old bastard. I think we should also, quickly before we move on, address the final piece of feedback, which is the hashtag Street Sharks Forever. Basically, everybody loves Street Sharks. Let's just address this for a second. If you look, listen back to the third episode, the Batman episode, you can hear in the background very carefully while the teams are being named, Tom and I going, <laughs> what we're saying was, shit, we haven't got a team name. Fuck, should we just go with Street Sharks again? Yeah, yeah let's do it. Let's do it. We're called Street Sharks. Street Sharks. Oh, oh wait, like Street Sharks Forever. Yay. And then the next episode, it it's gets out of hand. It's a running joke. The it problem is, hand, yeah. it's so out of hand now because most importantly, as I may have stressed previously, don't give a fuck about Street Sharks. No. Sorry, Street Sharks fans of the actual show. I'm breaking watching... Vin Diesel's I know. Vin... weak Vin fucking Diesel <laughs> show. Hand puppets or whatever the hell it was. No, but it's, it's just saying so. So, yeah, I mean, I uh, appreciate the, uh, the love. Yeah, oh, for the, but for the we're going to have guess? to try and we're, we're, we want to replace it, but we, we want to replace it because it was just it was it was made a cruc- the crucible of madness created the street yeah. sharks. Every and, time we um, think we're out, is that your new team then? The crucible, crucible of madness. madness. <laughs> hey, that might be it, but no. Every time, yeah, we just get drawn back in again. So, yeah. So um, we 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 literally said in the like, like in the alien episode, well, street sharks are dead now. We're done with street sharks. We'll have something else season two, and it's like fuck that. And as, as season two rapidly approaches, me and Matt Facebook message each other going, "Have you come up, come up with something new?" No. We got, no, we got, we got loads of pictures, but Tom's we got penis. We got, is that a thing? <laughs> no. I'd, uh, I'd like to point out that um, when you went with our team name for <laughs> Robocop Two, and we had to oh. scramble to come up with the Ultra Police. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. We I were, did not know that. You were the OCPs. Yeah, we were. We were. I om- was not paying attention. We I was were, too scared. Uh, we were Omni Consumer Pitches. <laughs> and, um, they were also OCPs. Oh yeah. shit! Yeah. Yeah. I, like. We had to scramble and come up with Ultra Police. In the madness of that, I did suggest Robococks. As a- <laughs> <laughs> no, I was, I was very scared in that first, uh, first recording. We need to all have just an obscure old uh, cartoon name yeah. for the next series. We can be the Samurai Pizza Cats. I love Samurai Pizza Cats. That's awesome. Or just, or just the Snorks. The Snorks. <laughs> or the Moomins and scare the shit out of everyone. <laughs> I'm not a fan of the Moomins, personally. That was a deep, dark delve into your childhood. Oh, God, <laughs> the Moomins scared the, the fucking bejesus out of me. Thank you very much. Uh, hope you enjoy Street Sharking. Oh, no, Sharking's a thing. That's like when no, you pull... No, don't fucking Street Shark. <laughs> Shit. Christ. Not everything's God, a verb, subject. Matthew. Not everything's a verb. Sequelizing is... Just because I have to uh, massage Tom and Matt's ego even further. <laughs> do you? I mean, please do. I please, said, please I do. Said, I said ego. Um... Uh, uh, this is from uh, Lucy Brown. Hi, my name is Lucy. Hi, Lucy. And I'm hey, from Lucy. the fantastic land from Down Under. Hi, Lucy. Hey. So actually, just to address this quickly, we've got listeners in Australia. That's amazing. I just wanted to say the show was fantastic, and I can't wait for season two. Also, a pitch, Street Sharks, the movie. Literally, just Jaws with the human and shark roles reversed. I like your thinking, <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Lucy. I, like I, I your have thinking. a lot of fucking yeah. questions. The human rolls with... So wait, the sharks are walking around and a naked man <laughs> into the streets and eats people then buggers off again. Like, how do we catch him? We haven't got legs. 
So, if the roles are different, no, 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 what it would be, actually, their street. What it potentially, no, she just said the roles reversed. What it would potentially be is that the sharks are all swimming around in their little like ocean resort that's Amity Island that's in the in the water, and then a guy dives into the water. With his and just like these fucking smashes, the nose. smashes those sharks up and then fucks off back to dry land. Isn't that just life? <laughs> yeah, I mean it would basically be a conservation. But I'm wondering because you live quite close to the Great Barrier Reef, whether this is some kind of like help, failed help. like like conservation movie. Tom, if it is, that's I really just, good. I'm just going to stop you there because yeah. you seem to have fundamentally misunderstood the concept of street sharks, which is that they walk <laughs> on the fucking street, mate. Oh, oh fuck! <laughs> See, I did say we didn't know a fuck about street sharks, but okay. in that case, the street sharks are going to be walking around the street and then this guy's just gonna fuck people up good luck beating up street sharks they're just like nothing but muscle <laughs> to be fair this is a, like a 90 foot Gary Busey <laughs> <laughs> it's attack on titan with street sharks like, yes to be yes, fair I'm now completely on board 90, yes. like I can just imagine someone going oh god it's a ninety foot Gary Busey. <laughs> it's like as, as, as opposed to someone like 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 I don't know, maybe dissecting like a lesser known actor and going, oh no, that's not the right, that's not the right human. Like, oh no, he's only got a license plate in his guts. Oh yeah, that's, the, that's not the right human. That's Marlon Brando. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> he's like, he's only a sixty foot Marlon Brando. That's no good. Um. So in short, yeah, good yeah, call, I yeah, guess. Definitely. But also not what the show's about. Sorry, yeah. but we do appreciate. Uh, yeah, yeah, all of that. That was awesome. Thank yeah, you. Thank you. And thank you for listening. Please do good business because we like the whole... It sounds stupid. We're literally sitting in a room in Norwich and we all live within reasonable close proximity. So knowing someone on the other side of the world listening is very, very cool. It's super cool. Yeah. Uh, can, can I just say to it to everybody that's listening in Norfolk... Oh, Christ, yeah. You, you disappoint us. <laughs> why, why don't you live further yeah. away? Come on. Yeah, just be far away and be yeah. small. Yeah, we should, we should just thank every, everybody that listens all over the world, Norfolk and beyond. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a beyond? Yeah, there is. I think Stuart has the next uh, bit of feedback. My goodness, you're correct. Josh Addison says, Hi, folks. Hey, Josh. Hi, Josh. Hi, Josh. Hello. Hello, Josh. <laughs> Loved season one of the podcast. As for suggestions for season two, when it comes to great films with terrible sequels, Highlander has always been at the top of my mm-hmm. list. I can't be the first to have suggested it. Nope, you're not. Um, you are not, sir. Nope. It's a bit of a tricky one, I'll admit, since the main problem with Highlander 2 is that Highlander didn't really leave any room for a sequel, so they had to pull all sorts of bullshit to justify its existence in the first place. True. Still, I'd be interested to see if you guys can come up with a better idea for a sequel than mine, which is, don't fucking make one. Uh, we should... Cheers, Josh Hansen. Yeah, we should address that, because it's a very valid point. First of all, I've, I've got Highlander 2 in the bag, Tom. We're all right with it. Oh, good. We're good, we're good. Um, second thing is that... Um, the, we, we actually said this in a little meeting beforehand we actually started coming up with an initial idea for the project saying that the argument would be that almost the catchphrase of the show would be there shouldn't be a fucking sequel this it doesn't deserve it but then to be fair there are certain films where the story can progress nicely Highlander literally feels like a completely there can be only one is not just a <laughs> line in the film it is a mantra um, but yeah it is this idea that some films have more of a story to tell. There are ways you can convolute the plot cleverly to get, which we try to do when we're literally in a corner, like, oh no, we we don't want to do this. We don't want to have a sequel for this film. How do which we do has it? come up a couple of times when yeah. we thought, like, ideally, you wouldn't have a Jaws I felt 2 about and Alien 3, personally. I thought, how Exorcist do we do this? one is fine by itself. Yeah. You don't I think need any... um, there was one particular film where um, Ashes didn't even want the first one. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Independence Day incident. Yeah, I, th- I think the problem there really is 
you can't just say there shouldn't be one. That's the whole point. Mm. We've got to take it on the chance. Yeah, it's the yeah. challenge for us. That's the thing. Mm. Yeah. And I mean, if a film may, you know, wind up its plot, whatever, but if it's created enough of a universe around itself, you have to go along with that, don't you? But arguably speaking, there's always some story. That's the thing, isn't it? There's always some story somewhere that can be retold because people could say things like, I'm just, I hate prequels and the idea of prequels. The essence of Godfather 2 is that it's a sequel and a prequel. And people love the shit out of it. People are like, Alien and Aliens. No one ever says Godfather and Godfather 2. It's like, we're going to do a prequel and a sequel in one film. No one does that. Not that I'm saying that everyone should because they'd fuck it up. But it's an idea that doesn't get addressed very often. And you have so many supporting characters, so many supporting threads. And Highlander covers a huge span of time. Mm. You can do all kinds of things. Well, but that's, mm. You do find yourself having to think outside of the box as True. well. And, and this is the fun thing about uh, the format that we have, is that you can just <laughs> take it in a in a crazy direction if you want to. You can go somewhere completely different. With inferior concrete. Peter Frampton. Yeah, exactly. Because we're not so constrained by studio thinking and everything else, it, we do have the the freedom and that means that you know we do have to take it on as a challenge there are th- things that when we have started writing them i have thought how yeah. the hell are we going to come up with something to this and by the end of it i feel like we've ended up with something shit but funny that we can put on the internet so <laughs> um welcome to my world yeah. <laughs> our next piece of feedback comes from another josh oddly enough josh packbeer he has three points Number one, selfish. Will I be able to throw my hard-earned money at you through Patreon? Setting one up could potentially further to increase the quality of the show. I don't know if that's how Patreon works. Just throwing things at the screen. As a man who has a Patreon page for his other podcast, kind of. Oh, okay. Okay. It, it pays for hosting and things like that, like website hosting and things. As we like established that. with this mighty heavy box of fucking pain and anguish that we had to set up for fucking two fucking hours. Um, yeah, money is a factor at times. It's always the difficulty of saying, here's something for free. Do you want to pay for it now? But yeah. Patreon's a nice thing in a way because it is the sense of, you don't it's, have to. It's, it's not totally mandatory, optional. but if you yeah, would like yeah. to support, you can. But at the same time, there's always, I've supported now. Are you going to give me some extra little things? Are you going to give me a little kiss on the cheek? It's like, well, hang on. <laughs> wow, we're not whores. I am not a whore. I, gonna, I that's not how Patreon works, works, definitely. I don't understand Patreon. Or whoring, it seems. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you could combine the two and you're... you're uh... <laughs> What? I'm going to have sex with you. You might yeah, want to You'd be surprised how regularly that crops up on Patreon. Oh, oh my God. Uh, Patreon. Um, what I think we should say, though, is that pa- Patreon is something that we are definitely considering, but yeah. we just have yeah. to look into the specifics of it and how exactly we're going to roll it out. Yeah. But yeah. We are definitely thinking of ways that you can throw money at us yeah. because that I would mean, be nice. It, it, yeah. is, it is a constant I've invested in a poll and yeah. uh, I intend to dance the around catapult. it. And, uh, no, no. <laughs> oh, the catapult to throw the money no. at you while you're dancing around the pole. Oh, right. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, that makes sense. Why were you Bob Hoskins when you said that? <laughs> catapult to throw money at you while you're dancing around the pole. Because it's, it's a bit naughty, isn't it? That's why. Point two from Josh. Are you going to switch up the teams at some point? They're fine as is, but it would be interesting to see. Fine. I don't know how he's seeing us. Fine. We're an audio-only They're podcast. Fine. We go for point. more than fine. You go to Instagram and they see a picture of uh, Alex face. <laughs> go to Instagram right now so and look at that picture of Alex face and bathe in its glory. So, yeah. so teams, do you plan well, this on is switching the thing. I mean, Technically speaking, uh, as Stuart mentioned, teams tend to sometimes rotate on other shows. Personally, I don't know. I mean, I'm How happy to, they? but at the same time, I like the dynamic at the minute. Yeah, we've got but, a good dynamic going yeah, on. It's yeah. working. No reason. Don't change it if it's not <laughs> broken. If it ain't broke, Unless it's a sequel that is shit, in which case, yeah, change which case it now. Fucking I think break that shit for the foreseeable future, we're going to keep teams the same until we get to a point where we just can't stand each other. 
I mean, that's basically Hawk. I mean, Hawk aliens. Is that not a thing? No, that this is the thing. So. This is the thing. We should establish this because in the room that there is the wonderful joke of Hawk aliens, and we find it hilarious. But in the same way that I find it endearing. Oh, endearing! Thank yeah. you. That's <laughs> what I was going You're welcome. Yes. You're welcome. But the the audience on mass. Hashtag Hawk Aliens, if you'd like. Um, seem to love the fuck out of it. I mean, a lot of people said, Alien 3, your pitch should have won instead of us. But not solely because hear of it? <laughs> Not solely because of Hawk Aliens, oh, but... Thanks. Thanks, mate. Cheers. Yeah. So, up teams. I have anything to do with it. Speaking of switching teams... I've got to form my own fucking team. No, okay, you you already did with Alien 3, if you remember. <laughs> I give you... I give you... I give you Independence Day, the Ashens... Let's just, let's just let them let's let's let them spiral out of yeah, control, yeah. and we'll just swoop in and say, "Don't know, Highlanders turns up," and it'll be better with them arguing, and we'll win with that. Problem solved. And you guys will not be entertained. I should point out that Ashens and I do actually get along. There isn't like <laughs> much hatred. Well, we used to. Ooh, was that a, like a one-man sitcom? Or yes, yes. That, yeah. that yeah. was. I I've been working on that bit for years. <laughs> one day I'll get it right. Um, yeah. So maybe, but probably not. No. Yeah, that's a no, <laughs> no basically. No, no. The no. third and final point. Are you going to attempt to put the podcast up on Spotify? Uh, right now I'm using a dodgy podcast app that's replacing my phone's video player. What? How that that's works. A very... Are you using and, and... the phone that Morpheus uses in the Matrix Reloaded? <laughs> is, that, is, that, is that the issue right now? You've got one of those... and, and he says, and Spotify would be a much better option. In short, Josh, I've tried, and Spotify are a pain in the arse, and they basically have to personally select podcasts to be available on their app and on their service. Literally, you do not submit to Spotify yeah, yeah. a podcast. They contact you. One does not simply submit a podcast to Spotify. You submit to Stitcher, you submit to iTunes, SoundCloud even has a little regulatory thing. I like... actually think the very first bit of feedback was about this, because it was... Um, it was a tweet. Uh, no, yeah. no, no, even even before this, before the episode went live. It was when, when uh, Jack had sent over a, reco- uh, a, a, a sort of initial what Jaws 2 would be and I was playing it for my wife and she said is it going to be on Spotify and I said probably not I don't want to listen to it then. yeah so literally first thing people was my wife saying is Spotify it going to be on Spotify because she downloads it and listens to it when she's work no. and it's like that's cool wife you don't get to know it there are other apps um, for that but uh, yeah there's other ways to do it so, I use Spotify I use, I, I, I use Spotify and I like Spotify I don't use it for podcasts but I use a podcast they need to come to yeah. us they need to come to us the problem with using Spotify exclusively for podcasts is you'll only hear the ones that Spotify have handpicked yeah. you're, you're, you're missing, are, you are missing out on us right now curation yeah. that's what we were saying as a man who listens to a lot of podcasts almost exclusively on his phone if you're an Android user I can recommend Podcast Addict is the app that I use we're not sponsored by them or anything like that it just happens to be the one I use, and I think it's really good. It searches through iTunes libraries and things like that. So if it's on iTunes, it will find it. You can do video podcasts, audio podcasts, all sorts of stuff. Apple has its own Apple podcast built app. Yeah, it's it's built, built into in. basically so, everything they ever make yeah. these days. So you can't really go wrong. You should definitely not be using an app that's replacing your phone's video player. Yeah, Why I would it really replace understand. it? What is the, yeah. Does it replace it in the app tray or you can't do both at the same time? Although I don't know why you would want... I don't understand. I don't understand. Maybe right We're not going to be on Spotify. That. Get a better app, Josh. I'm sorry. You know what's going to happen um, now? We'll get an email from fucking Spotify and like, oh shit, edit this out. Edit this out. What, <clears throat> what I will say is that we... Do try and put it on as many. Uh, oh yeah, get out there as much as many possible. different channels as we can, so that people can can reach it. We're even on Google Play, which was a real pain in the ass to do for me. And basically, only people do it in America, and I managed to totally legally get around that and get us on <laughs> Google Play. There. Yeah, 
Maybe, maybe not. We got there eventually and it all worked and... and that one guy ba- was happy. We're on basically <laughs> everything I can get us on at this point. If you know of a service that we're not available on, let me know. And tweet, tweet at us or email us and I'll, I'll put us on there. Technically get it on Spotify by submitting it as an album, but that does seem a bit cheaty. Yeah. you guys want to download it on that way and do it yeah. that way? Yeah, yeah, yeah fuck maybe. The album might be called Frampton Comes Aboard, but, you know. You, you fucking know it will. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, um... I guess the other thing would be um, petition Spotify to get us on. Yeah, yeah. Yes. if you want us on Spotify, Spotify. Let's send Spotify. Yeah, send email letters. Them. Yeah, but it's a mail campaign. Get on, get on the old wireless <laughs> yeah. telegram. I the bet hell they're out a digital entity that doesn't have a post. Newsflash: Spotify, <laughs> Spotify inundated with requests for sequelizers. Hip new podcast, Judah. Get on the airwaves. Edward <laughs> 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 G. Robinson moment. <laughs> 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 It's more like the penguin. <laughs> this comes from Cinderella Cenobite. I'm going to assume you are both a Disney princess and a hideous flesh beast monster thing that's all warped and contorted into... That's kind of the same thing, isn't it? So anyway, hello. She says, Nothing super important to add. I just wanted to let you guys know that I think you come up with some great stuff and I'm looking forward to season two. <laughs> Thanks. Keep up the good work. <laughs> we will. She also says, I love the three horror... <laughs> Wait on a minute. I love the three horror episodes. Rex, this is two. This is two. Aliens. Aliens. Jaws? Aladdin. (laughs) She is a Cinderella Cenobite. Jaws counts as horror, doesn't it? It is horror. Jaws 1 is definitely horror. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Thriller at the least. Thriller, I would. Horror at the most. I love the three horror episodes and hope you continue to do a few every season. Oh, yeah. We we like to do a broad range of different genres. Um, My genre tends to get ignored. Her genre. Is she actually... I think she actually might be a big monster. Yeah. With the surname Cinnabite, you yeah, would. Yeah, yeah, I think so. yeah. My genre tends to get ignored by most people, and we have a ton of series that could use a good sequelizing. That got... Did I add a sexual tone to that unnecessarily? You did, yes. Okay, yeah, well, absolutely. why not? Right, be... Love, Cinderella Cinnabite. Thank you, Cinderella Cinnabite. Thank you very much. There are, there are plentiful uh, horror series that are... Uh, <laughs> hijinks are happening. Um there are plentiful horror series out there that are ripe for sequelizing. Most I mean, of them. Yeah. Uh, and we've we've talked before. I think there's, there will be upcoming in season two. I yeah, know yeah, we, yeah. Off the we, top of my head, we've got at least one horror in there. Um, and I'm sure that, yeah, all of we're going to come on to those in due course because there are there are plenty of series that it would be... Um, there are so many suggestions that we keep into. thinking, this would be a great thing to do. And then we also have to stop and think, well, it's very similar to that episode that just came before it. And also we've got a lot of action and we've got a lot of horror. We got a lot of... So we try and balance it out so each season has a bit of a broad spectrum rather than being, we're the sci-fi show and we're going to do sci-fi shows. So I'd be slapped, one of the reasons, Aladdin got straight in there as well. It also gives us a bit of a palate cleanser from writing pictures. Yeah, and we, were, we were very conscious when we were putting it together that we didn't want it to just be one thing because there's there are also so many films within a particular kind of genre that always get cited as bad sequels and yeah it'd be really yeah. easy to cover all of those in one go so we have tried to to spread it out and in season season two we are hopefully broadening it even even more in terms oh, of yeah. our choices there's there's a few there's a few things that are a bit different in there that we hope mm. you all will dig. So uh, our next piece of uh, feedback is from uh, Luke McNeil. Hi Luke. Hi Hello. Luke. Oh, you know him personally, do you? Yeah. Jack? yeah fair Intimately. Enough. Yeah. People Another agree. one of your friends is he? Yeah. Jack having friends. Carry on. He he. I mean, <laughs> he says as a professional podcast listener. I mean, that's quite the title. That's how I know him. Yeah. I have only a scant few suggestions for your next season. 
I think a more rigorous and formalised interrogation after the pop presentation could be fun, perhaps with categories for most improved over the existing sequel, most capturing the spirit of the original, most completely insane, etc. Could bring a gamier feel, keep everyone working hard. I don't want any slackers in my podcasts. I mean, he sounds a bit like a drill sergeant there. There's a lot of brutal listeners of like, slacking. we need yeah. more rules, less fun in our yeah, podcast. If we did that, you'd all say, it's too fucking rule heavy. It's not fun. Because you'll talk like that. Most so, insane pitch would be a hard one if neither of the pitches were insane. Mm, it's true. So and, far, everyone has had at least one insane pitch, I think. Yeah. It's been an amount of insanity in at least every pitch. Uh, he also goes on to say, the actual presentation of the sequels can get a little intense when you're deep into the plot, trying mm. to keep track of what's happened so far. Something to make that a little less monologue could be good. Perhaps more dramatic presentation or a chance for more back and forth. Welcome to, to the theatre! <laughs> <laughs> or, or a chance for more back and forth to clear up confusing plot, plot elements or perform spontaneous recreations of scenes. What, what the fuck? They expect us to write an entire screenplay? I mean, like, no, I mean, other than... I think other than Alec when he was writing his Batman Forever one where he did basically get to the dialogue point before pulling himself out of the maddening pit that he was falling into. And then tied a tea towel around his neck and ran around going, <laughs> I don't need to be writing a Batman pitch to be doing that. To <laughs> no, be that's true. Anyway, he also goes on to say that also the Aladdin episode was excellent, so a few less expected sequels here and there would always be fun. I'm a committed fan. I mean, I'm not sure what kind of level of commitment No, he's been here. committed. Oh, he's been committed, right. Particularly of the discussion of film trivia that goes on throughout, so keep it up, chaps, and I expect plenty more opportunities to criticise what you're giving away for free. Oh. Yours, <laughs> hey. we like you, Luke. That's you're on, you're on our we've, way. We've had it. a lot of criticism of the stuff we give away for free. Yeah, it's true. I like our uh, next yeah. season's feedback episode. Oh wait, no. I uh, yeah. What I what I will say about that is um, you don't want to hear Alec Flamman do a dramatic reading of his own hypothetical Batman sequel. It would it would destroy you. <laughs> I, I'd do, <laughs> it's not a challenge. <laughs> I'd, I'd do all the voices really badly. It would be it would be awful. But um, we have tried to break it up a bit more just by by alternating when we're when we're reading them. Um, it's difficult because unless you unless we were to like hire a, a troupe of travelling you know actors to kind of act out things, then it would that'd be more voices. People can't keep up with five. That's my point. People yeah. can't keep up with five. The, voices, we do have a thing on the, like Instagram, Facebook, and all those things where we literally put up tiny little cards saying, "Here's the people as they looked at the time who we've cast in the film." Just say so an idea. Yeah. Obviously, we don't want to put those up too soon because then it spoils the content of the episode. But equally, we appreciate it. it's quite hard to say all oh, this. But but it'd be even worse if we're saying, um, and then Jones, play by, was then walking down the corridor with Billy, play by, and it'd be more. Yeah, yeah. Again, it's like I, everything. It's it's. I think maybe if we put in the show notes, it'd be something. But ultimately. Yeah. What I, what I would say is, if people out there listening do want to dramatise some of our sequel ideas, we would be very happy for you to do so. Yeah, if you want to bring um, them to life in the form of either animation or painting or interpretive dance or whatever is your yeah, kind Paramount, of, uh, if you're listening, if you want to make these fucking films, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Movie studios, please stop being shit. Um, <laughs> we may we may have one of the songs from one of the Aladdin pitches yeah. in the works. Oh, yeah. Derek Elman, yeah, if yeah. You're just yes, for a bit of background for those of you that don't follow the tweets. Um, so uh, we have been approached by a couple of people who want to write songs for Aladdin pitches, which is excellent. People have done more than just asked to write for songs as well. They've also asked about the theme tune, especially. We need to address that because effectively speaking, the whole uh, title of the show and the theme tune especially is effectively, arguably, A, a pun. I hate puns. But arguably. Arguably. Oh, it's a pun. A pun. <laughs> it is a pun. I can't be part of a pun thing, all right? Let me just... And the second thing is that is, is the theme tune is an homage to the theme tune of The Equalizer. It is the theme to The Equalizer, the old 80s Edward Woodward. 
Edward Wood. That always sounds weird whenever you say Edward Woodward would. He would, you know. Um, Yeah, series where he was an old man, but he had many skills and guns. And if bad things were happening, you could ring him up and he'd go, I'll sort it. And he did. From a phone box. Yeah, there was a recent film based on it with Denzel Denzel Washington. Washington. It's getting a sequel. It was remade, and that's getting a sequel. But it's not a good movie, so. (laughs) We're watching you, Denzel. (laughs) No. It's not on the list. Yeah. No. <laughs> Literally, you're in films. Um, oh, that's fair. Good time. But no, the theme is based on the th- very, well, very distinctive, shall we say, theme to The Equalizer called... It's by Stuart Copeland, doesn't it? And I think it's yes. called The Equalizer Busy Equalizing. It is. So our version by our friend Daniel Williams is The Sequelizer's Busy Sequelizing, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> So hopefully that clears up any confusion. About it also what explains the fuck it why all we spelt it the way we yeah. did. Yeah. Um. Because people said, "Oh, it's spelled the same way." First of all, again, as we said, I think episode one, British, we spell with an S. S's and E's yeah. and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And at yeah. the same time, sequelizers being sequel as in a sequel to a film, not equalizers with an S at the start of it. So, I hope that shed some light on that. And also, leave it the fuck alone. We like it. This next bit of feedback comes from Evan Z, possibly Evan Z. I don't know. Maybe if you're American, who knows? This Stuart. Hello. Jack. Hello. Alex. Uh, Alex, but hi. <laughs> Close. So, it says Alex. Tom. Hey. And Matt. Hello. I greatly enjoyed the first season of Sequelizers, and your name is now Alex. I'll, I'll <laughs> go with that. I, that could be that worse. That part wasn't it. That yeah. was just a bit of humour. You've been called worse, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Mostly by you. Usually. <laughs> I personally hope you eventually tackle Transformers Revenge of the Fallen because of how god-awful it was, and also because I've been trying to sequelize it myself in my head, and I'm curious to see what you guys would do. Non-applicable. The first film wasn't any good. Correct answer. And also, Revenge of the Fallen might be one of the worst films I've ever seen. I mean, I think I seem to remember at the time when it came out, I remember Alec describing it as being repeatedly fucked in the face by a freight train. I um I was actually sick when I watched that movie <laughs> because I um I got I got into before the... you get any further. My story was I fell asleep during it, but that kicks my ass. I um I threw up. I got into the cinema really late, so I was sat in the front row, and it was oh, so nice. disorientating with the yeah. cameras repeatedly spinning that I had to go outside to vomit Holy midway shit. through the film. Um, I was going to say oh, I'll be the 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 voice of um uh, the different Optimus voice Prime. The, the vo- <laughs> Optimus Prime. Yeah, uh, I don't mind the first Transformers. Film. I think it's okay. There's bits of the salvage there, and the second one's so bad that by extension it elevates the first one. I'm like, going to agree, my fellow Street Shark here. Yeah, it's true. Thanks, thanks, Tom. I think I We've think got a good harmony here. On this team. I think there could be some some grounds for it potentially because I, I could mean, basically fix the designs first of all, make them big boxy things like the 80s. So I would literally make everything Michael Bay did and just say that's really interesting, Michael. Okay, this new film. <laughs> You're going to take him out the back and old yellow him. <laughs> yes, that's, that's, that's really interesting, Michael, and I really enjoyed The Rock. But why have you become the car from Knight Rider? I don't, I don't know. That is a, that is a uh, uh, very good question to which I do not have an uh, answer. M- Michael. I thought until recently I hadn't seen any of the Transformers films. And I, I mentioned this to a friend, so I haven't seen any of them. And he went, you have, because we went together to see the second <laughs> one, and you reviewed it. <laughs> like, it's, it's, you can look up is your review. It's a little bit like, like, have you had some what? kind of therapy to, like, block it? Like... Eternal Sunshine, the spotless mind it's style. It's like kind of when your brain out. blots out something traumatic experience. Yeah, yeah. yeah. just to. Uh, I've definitely never seen the first one, though. Actually, thinking about it, but I've heard. I'm not going to say I've definitely not seen it. Actually, cause maybe. I have, so. I'll give you a clue. It's the one where Optimus Prime dies and then comes back at the end because that's every fucking movie. He also says 
My name is Optimus, Optimus Prime. Prime. And this he gives is, a little speech about bullshit. This is where you go home and discover that you actually wrote the first Transformers <laughs> <laughs> Discover I am Optimus Prime. <laughs> you monologue to an empty room. <laughs> I've never seen Transformers. Sadly, just chuckle, crack, crack, crack. <laughs> no, I've become go, what I hate. Go home, turn it into a fucking audio cassette, and then you're like, oh... Oh, now I to am. review myself. <laughs> You're saying this is robot form right now. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, Evan continues uh, and says, going forward with the second season, I'm wondering if there will be a shakeup in the teams or not. We have addressed this. Dressed, so, I also have one small question. When you guys sequelize a movie, you list off your ideal choices for director, composer, DOP, etc. This is true, we do, yeah. Have you ever considered suggesting who you would like to write the film or are the teams playing the part of the writer in the scenario? Okay, we'll get to that in a second. Anyway, good luck with the next season and I wish you luck, Evan. I literally think he's answered his own question because I would always think it would be time-travelling us. Saying, I've always assumed it's you guys are the screenwriters. Well, I assumed it was more Quantum Leap than time travel in my headcanon. Oh, go back into the bodies of the (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Go back. Highlander 2. Oh, boy. This is just because you want to be in David Fincher. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I'd see it more as then in the case being John Malkovich and and John Malkovich sees it, but he can't stop it. There's a two PS's here, I should add. PS. I think Tom and Matt should have won the Pirates episode. Oh, controversial. Not Uh, a Peter Frampton fan, apparently. Not a Frampton fan. And Stuart and Alex. Sorry, Alec. Oh, for fuck's sake. A-L-E-C. It's Scottish. I thought you were Welsh a minute ago. I'm a bit of everything that's not English. Basically. I'm sorry. I'm feeling the Celt love here. Celts yeah. are Celts through and through. Yeah. Celt love is what I Google and find nothing. Thanks, it's, it's Ireland. Also, as usual. It's also that's the name true. of uh, mine and Matt's uh, folk duo that we perform as yeah. outside of When you guys are gone, we'll, we'll just hum in the basement. There's no basement. Um, so anyway, and he said, and Stuart and Alex, I'm going to say Alex, sorry. Stuart and Alex should have won the Alien 3 episode. Hawk fucking aliens. I told you people love is that, that is shit. a pro-Hawk alien person. Told you. Apart from Alex. So hates Frampton, Hawk alien. Is that Alex? Did <laughs> <laughs> you misspell your name to throw us off? <laughs> yeah, you threw us off the scent. No, because I bloody love Peter Frampton. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, there's a PPS here. Street Sharks for the win. Oh. And this is why we can't escape Street yeah, Sharks. It just keeps coming back. <laughs> Going back to the writing thing, another problem with that is writing a feature film is like really complicated. You'll have one or two writers actually credited, mm. but loads of other people bloody work there. Yeah, exactly. Then you've gone through yeah, major script else, doctoring. Yeah. And, uh... God, how many bodies of people would we have to quantum leap into? <laughs> One way to find out. <laughs> It'd be like Carrie Fisher and then Carrie Fisher and then Carrie, and Carrie Fisher again. Because <laughs> yes. yeah. she script doctored a lot of yeah, things. Yeah, Carrie Fisher is like... Queen of the yeah, script doctors. Yeah, one of the greatest script doctors of all time. R.I.P. Yeah. So I'm just going to pick out a bit here from Joshua Gregory. Uh, who very kindly wrote in with uh, a few films with extremely brief reasons for why they should be discussed on sequelizers. But one was Jurassic Park 3, which is an interesting choice because, mm. you know, you would normally go for the Lost World. But, we, uh, we usually aim for where the rot set in. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I thought I read somewhere you guys were wanting to go over the Lost World Jurassic Park for an episode. Read that somewhere. would have been in the uh, tabloids, those filthy paparazzi <laughs> bastards. We're in the word papers it now. Sounds like, it sounds like, it's either that or it sounds like someone's been going for our bins. <laughs> oh. Do you write down things and put them in the <laughs> I just throw them in the bin. You don't know who's reading. The only problem I see with this is that the movie is more or less based off of a book. So mm. if you were to make an episode for the second film, both pictures would sound very similar to a loose adaptation of the book. 
What? Highlights a fundamental yeah, misunderstanding of what yeah, we do. We just wouldn't base it off the book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd, have, I'd like to, to base it on the book. No, I'd we like don't. to point out that the book isn't very good in the first place, which is yeah. part of the reason why. Yeah. Uh, See yeah. also Congo. It's quite yes. interesting because technically speaking, there. Are, okay, just to address our, our, our um, usual formula, we go away and say, can we salvage anything from this? And the answer is either, yeah, there's some stuff that really just needs minor tweaks, or fuck you, no. Usually it's on, no. Yeah, burn it to the just ground. Just burn it and we'll just start from fresh. And that's really hard to do when there's lots of influences and so on and so forth, as we will find out later in season two. But the interesting thing about it is like, if you had something like Harry Potter, and you're like, oh, I don't really like uh, Chamber of Secrets. It's like, okay, well, then if we rewrite Harry Potter 2, that changes everything. Whereas Lost World is one standalone book that they've people com- didn't really like. So they've we completely just, ignored in basically every Yeah, we would just literally just, just do our own story, really. I mean, it's not how we... Role, you should also point out that the original Jurassic Park is radically different oh, yeah. from the book. Yeah, they are, um, yeah absolutely. As is pretty much every single adaptation, adaptation of yeah. the book. Because yeah, I think yeah, you've got loads of leeway there, and we might we wouldn't be beholden to the Lost World book if we were to, uh, if and when, because I'm sure we will at some point it's address, coming. address it's the coming. Uh, the second Jurassic Park. As we've sort of hinted at before, we don't have too many rules just because that al- doesn't allow us to be uh, the first rule is creative. trousers Alec Jesus Christ oh <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what Alec is wearing shorts I, I feel very comfortable in my short shorts I'm pretty sure well yeah. we're all quite comfortable now I guess Sean Sean Connery wore a short short and he was a bloody bloke so he slapped ladies around a lot and he wore he wore in Zardos so let's not worry yeah. about his fucking dress sense. Hey, don't, don't make me wear what he wore in Zardos I don't make Next, you wear it yeah. you're wearing it now <laughs> we said shorts could save your dignity so two other interesting points from here uh, he mentions live free or die hard as to where he thinks the rot set in for the die hard die so hard 4.0 in this country yeah oh it is yeah. yes that that uh, removes my confusion but oh okay Sorry. where would uh, you say that the rot set in in die hard in our opinions because I remember not being very well, impressed well, with the second one. Now, this is a difficult one, thing, because I actually don't mind the second, because it feels more of a sequel than three to me. Kind of like. I prefer the third to the second. And now, that is exactly what problem. Joshua here has said, and I, I would agree with that entirely. Yeah, I agree. That's yeah, I also agree. This is this does bring up things that we have a long... I mean, we may come back to this later in another episode or in the future seasons, but there are two things that I am like, oh, yes, I would, I would love to get my hands on this franchise and do things to it. But the um, franchises are Godzilla and... Um, Star Trek. The problem is every time you have like a really like a ropey bad film, or even like Bond, for example, it's suddenly fixed by a good one. So you're yeah. like, shit, they kind of Star, already Star fixed Trek it. Star Trek famously is bad, good, bad, good, bad, good. Kind of, yeah, exactly. Until, yeah. until it the is modern really stuff. difficult where you have uh, these ongoing franchises, and we've debated how we would go about doing that, and mm-hmm. if we would. Um, but that's something for another day. Season oh, five, oh, all oh. Star Trek, <laughs> all the time. And that's when our Patreons are going yeah, to be paying us huge amounts of money. Yeah. One of them is my dad. He's a Trekkie. Oh, I like Trek. Uh, he goes on to say, however, I did not enjoy Live Free or Die Hard at all. No, not surprised, no. mate. No. And it's not even Bruce Willis did. Yeah, oh God. Does Bruce he enjoy doesn't, anything? He doesn't enjoy His anything face anymore. looks like no. he hasn't enjoyed he's anything for decades. No. Yeah. There's a stick up his God. ass. Uh, spawned an even worse sequel. I haven't actually seen the sequel. Is oh, it worse? The fifth one yeah, is even yeah, worse. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Die Hard is astonishingly bad. That's a drack, by all accounts. He goes on to make the perfectly valid point I have no idea how to make a good fourth Die Hard film other than just simply not making one. Well, the progressive arc of uh, John McClane's stories by the end of the third film he generally he's going to die in the fourth film then he comes back and he's like I don't really care and oh Justin Long says like, he goes is... from every man to like unstoppable killing machine as well which yeah, doesn't yeah. he flies a fucking 
cop car into a helicopter. Cop car into a helicopter, yep. yeah. Oh, we've all done it. Yeah, but yeah we'll, we'll have to put some thought into where we're going to jump into Die Hard when we, when we initially yeah. get yeah. there. Yeah, I think, I think the... fourth is a pretty good shout. Mm. I, would... I like one, two, and three, personally. I, I think there yeah. is maybe if some rot set in on the second, but that was kind of fixed mm. by the third. Exactly, so, and the third... Yeah, in re... uh, yeah I th- I th- I th- again, no spoilers, because we might come back and say, oh, surprise, motherfuckers, it's Die Hard 2. But I think ultimately, yeah, we'll wait and see, bitches. Okay, final point from uh, Joshua here. Alien versus Predator, both the first and Requiem. While I know you guys went over mm. Alien 3, AVP is in a way its own film series itself. I, I would agree with that. I'd like to see how you guys would redo AVP. Well, we couldn't, though, because if it was its own Doesn't, film we, series, then it's not a sequel. We'd, nuke, we'd just yeah. nuke, nuke, we'd nuke the site from orbit. Yeah, yeah, take off yeah. From, yeah, yeah. Admittedly, uh, Requiem is a worse film than AVP, but AVP is a very average to bad film. So they're both bad. Uh, Requiem AVP is worse. a frustrating film because there was a lot of potential in it that was totally True. squandered. Based um, on the Dark Horse comic book series that kind of inspired the whole crossover in the first place, yeah. which is fantastic. Yeah, I agree yeah. with that. If I was pushed, I would make Alien versus Predator versus Robocop versus Terminator versus Dread. Dread. Yeah. No, don't be silly, Jack. Yeah. That's ridiculous. That's too far. That is a comic book, though. Alien vs. Predator vs. Terminator is a comic. Yeah. Good God, yeah. I didn't know they'd versus... done a three-way. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Dread, <laughs> and, and Dread as well. That's the only Bloody three-way story. I'm not making it up. Good the, the, God. The, the... There's, there's Alien vs. Predator vs. Dread and Alien vs. Predator vs. Terminator. Yeah. Versus oh, there's Alien also Alien and... vs. Uh, there's also Predator vs. Batman. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. Aliens vs. Batman yeah. as well, yeah. yeah. And uh, the Dread ones are meant to be really good The Dread ones are really good, yeah. Yeah. That's my favourite of the... I was yeah, suggesting that as a joke, but it's actually been done. That's Welcome to comics, Stuart. Bloody yeah, hell. They're all real. If you can dream it. Have, you, have they had Archie versus Predator yet? I yes, think they, they have. have yeah. I yeah. remember seeing that. I interviewed yeah. the writer about that. <laughs> <laughs> this segues to the basically how we can close this episode, because we have had a lot of feedback from a lot of people. Thank you so much. We did read through pretty much all of it. Most of it was here's a load of suggestions. Now, obviously, rather than just read out a long list of things that we will basically probably come to in another episode, we thought we'd address the fact that if you've thought of it, we probably thought of it as well. Um, I don't think there was a single thing people said and that we hadn't gone, yeah, that, unless it was a case of, well, that doesn't count. Um, we already have a master list. We do, and it's Stuart intense. Stuart keeps under lock and key. Yeah. So we've basically updated, every time we gather together, we're like, oh, add this thing. Yeah. And at this point, it's a list so long, we're going to be running for a, quite a few more seasons. So yeah, as long as uh, as long as you want to keep listening, we'll we'll keep churning them out, and hopefully, we will cover all of the all of the terrible films that you want us to. But we're yeah, we are planning to fix more crap. So I think it's I think it's also probably just worth saying at this point, just like actually, thank you very much for tuning and listening because Absolutely. when we when we started this, we just kind of thought, oh, this would be really fun, and like if a few people listen then we'll have a laugh and maybe, you know, they'll get some enjoyment from it. But we've been genuinely really pleasantly surprised and shocked by just how many people have engaged really well with this and uh, seemingly really enjoying what we're doing. So just like, thank you very much, guys. Absolutely. And, and yeah. Uh, yeah, we couldn't do it without you, which is a lie. We could, but it wouldn't be as fun. <laughs> yeah, we'd um, just I, be our mums listening yeah, to Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I feel a bit of slap movies. and tickles involved here. That's the tickling bit. Um, I'm going to throw out a, a, a bit of a subversive comment of, fuck you. Fuck you all. Because <laughs> if you've got everyone being coaxed, like, I'm loved, I'm loved. They're like, oh, you know what? These guys don't need me. They're too needy. Uh, oh, they're too lovey. No, no, no. You guys are great. You do well. You listen to the show. Maybe you could do more. Love you. Bye. Well, on that bombshell, I would like to uh, mention one last uh, comment oh, we had on YouTube. No, no. Oh, uh, it's, This oh, is shit. possibly shit. the <laughs> finest of all YouTube comments ever left. It merely said... 
I once punched a guy called Jack Chambers. It might have been me. Who knows? I literally screenshotted that sentence of the group said, that's it, we have to read that one out. Yeah. <laughs> it's me or that dancer who won Australia's Got Talent like five years ago, who's the more famous the version of me. The worry is now is that, is it, as we discussed earlier, is it someone just kind of walking past going, huh, the punch guy, or is it like, I punched a guy called Jack Chambers once, and I'm willing to do it again. <laughs> it's 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 that you know it's a it's a kind of he's, bit... he literally opens he knocks on the door and, and you someone there and says yes Sarah Connor <laughs> <laughs> Jack bang, Chambers bang, bang. Yeah. Jack Chambers <laughs> but uh, if you are listening please don't punch Jack Chambers he cannot be hurt by the means of mortal men and you will just hurt your fists. So if you want to send us some more feedback or tweet at us or anything like that, you can send emails, sequelizers at gmail.com. Our Twitter is just at sequelizers. Facebook, search for sequelizers. Um, as we said already, we're on all, all good podcast services and some of the shit ones as well. We're now even on Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher, anything like that you can find us on. And uh, we will see you in four weeks' time for the beginning of Season 2 with Predator 2. Shit, son. Are you guys feeling ready? Yeah, yeah, we're, yeah, yeah, we're yeah, prepped yeah, yeah. We're we've, we've, We could do it right now if you wanted to. If it wasn't team fucking midnight. Team Street Sharks, are you ready? Yeah, oh, we're ready. Street Sharks, Jesus Christ. We are ready. The Plowman Ashen Experience, are you ready? <laughs> uh, good Lord, our prog rock side project. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we're, we're Frampton ready. fanboys, are you ready? We're, we're ready in the sense that we're aware that there was a oh, sequel to Predator. I heard hesitation. There's blood in the water. It's smelled by, by a street shark! Yes! <laughs> Jesus Christ. Good That's Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the ageing process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip (laughs) off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.